0: god bless you this morning isn't it great to feel the touch of the lord he is, mighty. he is the mender no one else will do no one else has the power the authority no one else has paid the price he was the only righteous back a man that knew no sin it was his back and his back alone that had never felt under the burden of bearing of, of committing sin man enjoy the pleasures of sin even for a season it was the only back that really man that stripes could be laid on that could pay a price that were and i'm not saying all sickness is sin don't don't misinterpret that but sickness is came from disobedience Adam and Eve didn't know anything about aging, didn't know anything about growing old. We don't know how long they'd been in the garden, but they didn't know anything about shame. They didn't know anything about any of that until the moment, the hour of disobedience. But this Jesus came where the first Adam failed, the second one did not. Where the first son called Israel's nation failed, one called Jesus did not he didn't let the tempter he didn't let the devil he let the lust of the worlds and the prides thereof in fact I may preach on this little thought that God put in my heart this morning Amen. lust and love lust and love we're walking by one or the other we're either walking by lust or we're walking by love and there's so much alike they have so much of a kind but there's a vast difference between the two when the storm shows up and when the valleys show up and when climbing the mountain and when the tempter shows up. (laughs) There's a vast between the difference. Thank God for the true love of God. And that's the reason he went to that cross because he loved us. And he took those 39 stripes to heal our bodies. And I don't need a healing in a glorified body. That healing's now. That's in this life. Man, he took the crown that I could have a sound mind, a healthy mind, mind, a godly mind, a godly mind. The mind of Christ, amen, that's what we're after, amen. God bless you this morning, appreciate you. It's good to see everybody going let our classes go back. Pray for our Sunday school classes, Sunday school teachers. God's hand, God's anointing and rest upon them. Man, the, the few moments they got to try to impart the word of God, not only the word, but the spirit and the power of God in every one of those Sunday school rooms that impact our children, that would create a hunger and a thirst in them for God and for the things of God. But Sandra, it's always good to see you. Come be with us. God bless you. We love you. Praise God. Believe Man, what a testimony to watch the hand of God miraculously heal you. Amen. Not only physically, but spiritually. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost is for you. Amen. It's for everybody. Holy Ghost, a promise, a promise from God, too. It's not, don't take that from me. That's a promise from God. That's a promise in the Word. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. We sang the song, started out this morning, the everlasting arm. It is, it's an everlasting arm that won't become weak. Neither will he become weary. Amen, As, as physically the size of Brother Brennan is this morning, I could get him to stand and hold Marshall in one arm. And tell him to hold him to the end of the service in one arm. Don't, don't move. Don't change hands. Don't. <laughs> He's already shaking his head No, <laughs> Hallelujah. But not this God. Man, not this God. And I know it's in a different, different form in a way. But yet, you know what? God. God could speak to Brother Brandon this morning. God could put a spirit upon him. That you know what? He wouldn't even get weary. When it's a God thing. It's a God purpose. That's a difference. That's a difference. If what we do would be to glorify Him and obedience to Him, God's going to help us. But what we do is to glorify us and self. God's not in it. I want God in it. Don't you? I want God in it. Amen. That's the reason we're here this morning. We come to be in the presence of God. We come to feel that. What what a beautiful beautiful uh, setting this morning. Don't underestimate what has already taken place here today by obedience unto the Word of God, by prayer, anointing, and praying the prayer of faith over them. God would just miraculously heal and move for us. It is good to see you, Brother Keith and Brother Tony, and man, those that's been off working. It's good to see you back in the house of God today. God bless you. It's good to see everybody. We miss some others here Wednesday night. God bless you. It's good to see you back. Man. Let's pray this little bit of virus still gets on by. It's quite a bit. Even several of us are not here this morning because of that. And man, so it's been around this weekend. Uh, but God can help us with that. Praise the Lord. And just let it pass on by. Amen. I I you gotta plead the blood against it, man. Call the name of Jesus gets it. <laughs> Amen. Use what you got. Open your mouth up. Well. You know, if he keeps us, we're going to glorify him. If he don't, he's going to see us through it. I could say something there, but it wouldn't be. Anyway. In every nation, what a beautiful lesson. What a beautiful, beautiful, powerful lesson. We got here this morning. uh, And uh, you know what? You really get to pondering and digging into this. It's a wake-up call. It's a, it's a, it's a stirring to to in ourselves. That's what the word of God. That's what it's about. Man, we we never arrive. We never reach that place of perfection. That we don't we don't have to have the house of God. That we don't have to have the word of God. That we don't have to have God's mercy and grace to help us and move upon us. No, we need it. We need it. Thank God for it. It's available. God's more. You know. Uh, this morning, I promise you, God knows exactly where each one of us been this week, what demons we fought, what circumstances we've had to deal with. Man, God knows all that. and uh, But he's here, and you're here. And because of that combination, we're here to be overcomers and be made victorious. And no doubt with the, the pressure of life. Man, is it, man, is the pressure on. Man, the pressure cooker, the heat's been turned up. Praise God. But uh, We're going to lean on that everlasting arm. We're going to take out time and spend time with God every day. You know, that's mortifying the deeds of the body. Dying every day is very important. That's what Paul, the apostle Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, where he's written to us, I die daily. And uh, no doubt that's, that's, you know, that's really probably 90% of it. God can handle his part if I can just get my part done. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Through obedience and humbling and yielding myself and adjusting time and things of that nature. Amen. To spend some good quality time with God. That's, that's high on the list today. It really is. Man, man, most everybody in here is running from Dan to Bathsheba. If you're not, then where are you spending the time? How are you spending that time? It's very important. Man, every day. We don't have church just on Sundays. We don't, we hadn't set just Sunday aside or the Sabbath, which is actually Saturday. But it's an everyday event for us. Go behind that veil to, amen, to let the love of God, and power of God, to be led by the Spirit, to have a little church every day. Amen. I should to say, have a whole lot of church. <laughs> be a witness of His goodness and grace and mercy. Focus verse this morning is found in Acts 10. 10:35. It's really a lengthy lesson. It really is. Now I've only got one page, but don't let that surprise you. Don't let that, don't let that be misleading to you. Got Acts 10, Acts 15, at least the first 13, 14 verses. Ephesians, the part of the second chapter, part of the fourth chapter. There's a lot. There's a lot in this. He actually starts all the way back from Adam to Eve, comes all the way through Abraham. So it's it's pretty lengthy. The focus verse is found in Acts ten thirty five, but in every nation, he that feareth him. We're going to see a combination, some things that, um, as you watch, if you look around you, if you it, it really, if you really start looking with an honest, sincere heart, with a passion, I want to be saved at whatever cost, regardless of where I've been, who I've been associated with, fellowshiped with, regardless of what groups I've, I've, I've fellowship with and, and things of that nature. God, I want to be saved. I want to know that. I want to know that my election and my calling is sure. That means it's unmovable, it's unshakable, it's, it's settled, it's anchored. That even the sting of death won't cause me to quiver i got to face it. That I'll have that assurance that I can face it knowing that everything's all right between me and you, God. And to the best of my ability, God, as Paul has instructed, he had to keep a clean conscience before God and man. Done his best, no matter who they were. And he'd done what adjustments he could to witness to whoever he could. But he never stepped out around the commandments or the laws or the instructions of the gospel. He took it as far as he could from weakness to being strong to, to things of this nature whenever he was around, around certain groups. Amen. He adjusted as much as he could and used as much tolerance as he could. But he never stepped outside the boundaries of the Word of God or of the Holy Ghost. He knew that the only way they was going to be saved, the only way they was going to be delivered, he had to stay inside that, that tolerance and that realm. That 's true still for each all of us today so but in every nation, he that feareth God and worketh righteousness there's a strong doctrine that 's captivated the majority of your religious world. they They practice and tell and they put it on their cards and They focus on that your works can't save you. That's correct. If you're in a lost condition, just doing good works won't save you. You got to believe there is a God. You got to believe that Jesus Christ was that God. You got to believe He's a Savior you got to cry out to him. And when you lift up your voice and when you hear the gospel and you hear about this Jesus, you of sure got to cry out to him. And then he's going to move. He's going to operate. And, and, and he's going to make a way where you can hear the gospel. Even if he has to send an angel to give you a vision, a dream, to tell you who to go get. The angel can't tell you the gospel because he don't have the authority and the power. God said, by the foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe, you got to have a preacher in your life. You got to have a preacher. You got to you got to come encounters with a preacher. You got to come encounters with at least a witness of God's power, saving power, delivering power. Without being, uh, coming encounters with that, amen, it's impossible. You're just groping darkness of the blind, lead the blind, amen. You're just going to what both are going to fall in the ditch. So you got to find somebody that's walking in light. You got to find somebody that's conquering sin, conquering the devil. You got to find somebody, amen, that's not but not a servant of sin, but yet has conquered that by what by His grace. So our works in that condition won't save us. It's his grace, amen, that's, that comes and moves upon us. And by his grace, we get to hear the gospel. And it's by his spirit that we're drawn unto him. Because no man can come unto the Father except his spirit draws them. So we got to have God's spirit. But God's spirit is moving, amen, all across the lands and all of eons of times and places. Hallelujah, he's always moving. Because it's God's will that all might be saved. That's the reason he came and wrote himself and made a lamb and I became the high priest and rent that veil from top to bottom that whosoever will let them come. But you got to come. you got to come. The blind had to come and call, call out. Later with the issue of blood, was, regardless of how weak and frail and 12 years of battling against that, that was robbing her of life, she still had to make her way to Jesus. Hmm. Many, many others. And so if they had to do that in a natural, we got to do the same thing in the spiritual so, worketh righteousness is accepted. Accepted. It's all about acceptance. Well, no, it it does still. Go back to Cain and Abel. Go back to the first sacrifice after the fall of man. you got to be accepted by who? By God. Don't worry about me. Don't you worry about me. You worry about God. You worry about what's written in this book. This is what you fall in love with. This is what you read. Don't worry. It'll lead you. It'll guide you. It'll bring you it'll bring it to a body of believers. It'll bring you it to a man, a man that's going to be preaching and teaching and living what's in this book. If they're not, then guess what? You won't stay there long. Not if you're hungry, not if you're thirsty. Man, Matthew made it plain to us. Man, Jesus on, on Mount Sion, the greatest sermon he's probably ever preached on this, upon the earth. Man, I think it's about the fifth verse or so. In Matthew 5, the righteous shall be filled. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. There's no question, no doubt about that. Now, here's the key. We can't reject, deny that righteousness. We've got to accept it. We've got to respond to it. We've got to be obedient to it. And the only way to acquire that or attain that, amen, is to be led by his spirit. We can't even come to him without being led. Gotta be led to him. We're sheep. Sheep is the only animal that he does not have the, the natural ability within him, the instincts. A man, when he wanders off to find his way back, he's got to have a shepherd that's willing to leave the flock and go and search and find him. That's really so important that the, the shepherd keeps an eye out and watches him. When he starts getting a little too far, hey, he makes a call and he brings him back in. He doesn't want him out of his eyesight. He says, sure, don't want him out of the sound of his voice. Because once that happens, the sheep does not have the ability to find its way back. It's not like a cat or a dog or something like that. It's just, He's got to have somebody. To, to so. And so we're going to see, as we watch this lesson this morning, and you can see all the different flags, the nations, the nations. Uh, let me ask you something. How many believes in this house that God wants all people to be saved? It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter... Uh, the color of their skin. It doesn't matter what uh, geographical location they come from. It doesn't matter what place in society they might be, from the lowest to the highest or from the highest to the lowest. Everybody has a right to come to the house of God. Everybody has a right, amen, to be welcomed to the house of God. They may come, amen, amen, from one extreme to the other. And I want to be careful here. I want to say something that may be offensive because that ain't what this is about. But I'm telling you, this thing has been opened up to whosoever will. Amen. And so as they make their way, it doesn't matter who they are and where they're coming from. Amen. But it's you and I, amen, as, as already a part of this and experienced it for ourselves. We understand. We really understand the grace and mercy of God. Anybody has been Holy ghost Really gets a revelation, understanding of that grace, and it's His grace and mercy that keeps us on a regular on a regular basis, man. So, but uh, as we watch the truth about God, God saves all who comes to Him. In faith, it's impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews amen, 11 6 tells us you got to have faith that there is a God and He's a world of them that diligently seeks Him. We should never get to the point that we don't diligently seek Him. I believe that's one of the biggest mistakes if we're not careful. Amen. After receiving the Holy Ghost. After experiencing God to a certain degree. We, we, if we're not careful. This is where the, the, the carnality and we're the flesh and we're the world. And things begin to bombard and start robbing and, and pulling away. And trying to get us down side roads. The Bible talks about even the spirits of error. Huh. That's, that's their mission. That's what they were set out to do. Huh. So. God saves all who come to him in faith, no matter their intensity. That doesn't matter where they're from. Doesn't matter who they are. It, it doesn't make any difference. Amen. It's not going to make, in other words, the state of their belonging. It doesn't matter. What they've done in the past. Huh. They can get it under the blood. It doesn't matter how much they've achieved. Because that one works just as hard against them, sometimes more so than the other one. Because this good old boy mentality and spirit is, is deceiving a lot of people. It really is. They don't even realize it. That's, 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 what's, that's, that's what's so dangerous. Why do they put signs on the road? Warning. How many of you watched all your signs as you come up the road today? Or down the road? The reason you hadn't is because you've traveled that road so many times that you know what's ahead of you before the sign ever. What's this Holy Ghost all about? I haven't been down that road, not once or twice. Tomorrow. But guess what? The Holy Ghost has already been there. Been there many a time. Knows how to warn me before I ever even get in the sight of a son. Right. Then we got folks that don't want to preach about it. Don't want to accept it. Don't want to, they actually won't tell people you don't even have to have it. Or well, how are you going to be comforted? Please, I'm not trying to offend. I'm not trying to upset you. I'm just, you can't. It's His Spirit. It's a promise from Him. And, uh, but the reason we really didn't look at any signs coming up because we travel that road so often, you know. But you and I, we go down a new road. one we would never been down, all of a sudden we start paying a little more attention to the signs. Huh. Man, we, 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 want, we, want, we start telling everybody, Hey, shh, you be quiet. I can't hear what she's saying. Up, up. I want to miss the turn. I mean, come on, I'm in eight lanes and doing 85 miles an hour. I got to make sure I'm, because I'm ready to exit off of this place, and I sure don't want to miss my exit. (laughs) God's been good to me. I hadn't had to travel them roads. I'm going to listen to y'all talk about them. (laughs) Praise God. Hey, I consider that a blessing. You consider it what you want to. You say, that poor old country boy, don't go nowhere. I'm going to heaven. I ain't worried about all this other stuff. (laughs) No, I'm just going on really, but, but as we watch this, I will love and rejoice with all. I will love and rejoice with all. That's a mandate to, and, uh, to every holy ghost-filled child of God, that regardless of who comes through them doors, regardless of who they are, it could have been the worst neighbor you ever had. They killed your dog. I should have said that, one, but that's better than shooting your kid. <laughs> when they come in that door, amen, and you know and God knows if they're coming to get redeemed and reconciled, guess what? It could have been your prayers that's got them in the door. I want a neighbor won't be like that. I want a neighbor amen, that's going to do right. So, you know, if you don't like your neighbor, the best thing you can do, amen, is win them to God. God help me! I got some I need to win. <laughs> they know it, and I know it. <laughs> I didn't know. It. <laughs> I will love and rejoice with all who are born into what? Notice, who are born into the kingdom of God. When they come through that door, they're born again. I got a requirement to love them and and work with them and have tolerance with them to keep the unity of spirit that they might finish the journey with me. So it's important. I, I want to say as much as I can to the positive side of this, but notice they got to be born again. Got to be born. There, there is a requirement. There is some, some things that the the God, and the Word of God, it's a requirement. It's 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 a must. These things have got to happen first before you can participate and enjoy all the benefits. And and you say, well, or just just hang on, just just because you and I, you know, we got to understand that until we reach that point of dying out and, and buried and the, the Holy Ghost. Really, we, the, the best that we can do is with our own mind, with our own understanding, man, to live God and be pleasing to the Lord. But without the Holy Ghost, we can miss it, even though we intend to do what's right. And this is where, if we're not careful, people can find a way in. And, and, and if we just want to well, I'm, I'm, and we want to accept them because, man, they're going to pay $2,000 a week tithes. How about that one? And uh, uh, maybe I should have said $20,000. Maybe that excites you more. But, you know, I'm trying to make this a task, you know. And, and so we want to accept. Hey, James told us about that. Huh. So you know what? The rules still don't change. They may come in, and, and maybe, maybe we had to go get them. And the possibilities could be that they never really get out of that place so much they always going to have to, somebody in the church is going to have to go get them. And somebody in the church is always going to have to really work with them. And work with them, amen, because they're never going to be able in a sense. And don't say me that don't happen. Jesus said you're going to always have the poor. Just coming to God don't mean that you're going to start having bigger bank accounts and having all your bills paid and everything, everything into life and struggles of life. Is, it's going to be whatever it is. But I'm telling you, even in the midst of that, the love of God and the love of soul, because they've been born again, we're willing to welcome all of them, and amen. Some of them come on. You say what you want. Why is the biggest reason you don't want them to come and amen for them other countries into this nation? You tell me why. Right, right. Well, I, I, we can rub some custom cultures quick here, because most we feel that's coming illegally. It's impossible for them to be born into this country because they are already born there is a process, but it's, what I understand, almost impossible to become a legal citizen. And you know what? Come on, let's be, let's be honest. If you was over there in some of that, you'd try to make it over here too. you try to take the chance. When you see how they abuse children your children you'd you probably take the chance anybody ever read Leigh Booker's book What a Difference a Line Makes where that book that statement came from is because he went I think to Mexico and there there he said there's red stones at the line between there I think it was Arizona though I think trying to remember it's been a, been a while and, but anyway he was going with somebody and they walked across there was a fence up even then there was a fence up he said as we went over he said and they visit he said he said it was a vast difference very notable difference between the two and so when he made his way back he said he looked down when he started back in looked down the fence and there was a young gentleman standing on on the mexico side looking into the united states at that fence just looking he said, no matter how often you go there, he said, you never see anybody from the United States side looking to go in to the other side. I'm saying some of this to, that's the reason it's so important to have the, the presence and the power and the beauty of holiness and our spirits and our attitudes and everything and who we are as children of God. That we can impact this world. We got the best life there is. It's nothing like it. There's something about the way we live and as Holy Ghost-filled vessels. The writer said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know what the key of that is? It's whenever those commandments is not rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. But we find it an honor and privilege because we know what God has given to us is just to protect us. We find life in this. We find hope in this. We find great comfort in this. We're not here to try to enjoy the, the lust for a season. I've heard them tell me. I just want to have some fun. They were so drunk, so stoned, and so whatever. They'd even reach the place. They'd even know what they're doing. And you call that fun not knowing what you're doing? But but here, here we are. Here is as, as God. So, you know, the, there ought to be that. That that attraction. That pulling power. Of who? Of God. Of God. God's presence flows through. Acts 1 and 8 go there. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost that flows through us does the witnessing. It's not our tire. It's not what we drive. It's not even the buildings that we gather in. It's the Holy Ghost that performs the witnessing. You can take a group of people and get in a storefront building that looks like it's just uh, just barely standing up. Let the glory of God, the power of God move in that place. Amen. See, the devil tries to counteract that with all the lights and the glimmer and the things. For what attraction? Drawing, luring. But there's nothing like this. So, anyways, we talk about, have to deal with some of that time. I I could tell already he's going to eat me up here this morning, but we're going to do our best. So, as we look at some of this, we understand it's all about man. Uh, 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 the blessings of God, the favor of God, it started all the way back as He dealt with the garden, and I won't go through all that. But but He mentions about Abraham, and 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 I would like to say some of this. He says, "The world in which we live is an heir to these actions." And and, and he, if you go back up, you're going to notice that from the garden, it didn't take long that they tried tribal. And I've I've heard them. I've heard them even mention. I don't know if you've ever t- paid attention, but sometimes you hear it, it's like Brother Booker and different ones like that. They called the, Jacob a man, and they called All the 12 sons, amen, we call them patriarchs, but yet they called them tribal tribes. They they take sometimes even to the point a man the church sometimes can be the same way amen they got their own boundaries they had their own boundaries and places of land that they was going to cultivate and they in the promised land where they attained at and and how they lived and, and things that and they and when, whenever they get in trouble they would cross those boundaries go with the brothers and fight and and then when that war was over and they defeated the enemy they come back together and so there's a lot being said about that because we're, we're living in a world today that don't want to have any boundaries and no walls and no 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 things of that nature but yet you know it's impossible to make your way to God without already getting inside something that leads you to him there's some walls there's some there's a way the way the Bible if you go through the Bible you'll notice that particular term mentioned especially in the new Testament. the way not 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 plural the way there's one way that's the reason Jesus Christ says I am the door he is the only door that you know the tabernacle is the only thing that's really built without an exit there's one door in and one door out And really, God's intent is once you come into his presence, his intent, even from that tabernacle, it was a God's ideal that told Moses, I want to come and dwell with my people. I want to dwell. I want to be with them day in and day out. Did you know that those tents encamped around that tabernacle? Every morning, they got up and flapped that tabernacle. The tabernacle, the first thing they saw, the glory, the power, the presence of God in their lives. And so the world, the devil's done everything it can to put things between us. The tabernacle, us in the presence of God, us humanity, His creation. He's done everything He could possibly do to hinder that, stop that, and he doesn't make any difference with the devil if you call it religion. He don't even care if you get it out of here, long as it's not right. So. Even with Abraham, there's a number of scriptures you can go through as he talks about it. It started out in Genesis 12 and 3. And it's about the families of the earth to be blessed. It started with Abraham, the father of faith, Abram at the time. Man. Didn't have no child, but God promised him one. Called him earth, out of the earth, child out of an idolatry place. And it's mentioned. I didn't do all the scriptures, and I'm not going to do them here. I won't have the time this morning. In Genesis 18 and 18, Genesis 22 and 18, Genesis 26 and 4, Genesis 28 and 14, talks about the families, blessing, blessing from him. Those that follow, he is known as a father of faith. You and I, amen, amen. We're, we're Jews, but not one outwardly, but one inwardly. Jews, God's called people. God's called people, called out. They was called out, amen, their, their mission, amen, the call that was given to them, even going to the promised land. I talked about this a little bit the other night. And so we see all this, how it unfolds and how it's got to be dealt with. You go to Psalms 147, 19 to twenty first Again, it's the same thing. It's likened to that, amen. But notice what it says. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes, his judgments unto Israel, his statutes, principles, commandments, laws. and I say this, I'm not trying to be offensive here, but, but the if carnality is not under subjection, it will only see this as rules and regulations. Won't see the benefits of it. They, they won't get a revelation of it. They look at it as a burden, as a heartache, as a difficult. Anything that we you know, living for God. You know, it's, uh, but he's probably would put more burden on us than what we bear. Things we do when you love. Um, and I know I, I, you can get way out there on some things. But when you really love your spouse or love someone, you, you, you don't mind making sacrifices for them. Making commitments unto them. You don't mind separating your, yourself from all the others. And there's great benefits with that. man I could, I could really go into some but we, we, we won't. so then as you, you move from some of that and um, you, you go to we're going to just go to Acts 10 and we're going to start there. we're going to see some things really unfold from Acts 10, some, uh, um, some demonstrations of, of how God will work and God works on both sides and in all the areas, and God still works. Now, folks, we're in the New Testament, so what we read out of here is still in full operation in our time. Okay, I have a feeling sometimes we feel like what well, that was them, them Bible folks. We want to put that stuff, you know, out of our reach, out of our experience. That if we're not careful, you've listened to some people. No, because we become so smart, we don't need all of that. I'm going to tell you something. You'll never come smart enough that you don't need a visitation of God. You'll never come smart enough, amen, that you don't need the angelic host to help you along the journey. In fact, we'd all probably be shocked if our eyes were really open and watch what's encamped around us and walks with us day in and day out. This nation wouldn't be as powerful as she is today. If it hadn't been for some angelic coast that maneuvered weather and things of that nature and some of these world wars that we've been involved in. But God knew the heart of this nation. God knew the foundation of this nation. God was the one that forms. He's the one that raises up nations. He's the one that tears them down. And a nation, amen, that that are turned themselves to God and to the word of God, even though it may not be in the fullness, but, but he knows the heart and the mind of them, the intent of them. God blesses them. God moves for them. He fights battles for them that nobody else can fight. So, you watch this. There was a certain man in Caesarea called... Cornelius, this, this, this man is about 30 miles uh, north from where they were just at. and So here you see Luke, he's addressing going there. And a certain, uh, Cornelius was a centurion of the band called the Italian band. So this gives us a little idea. He is a centurion. Remember now, we've heard of centurions prior. Jesus Christ, uh, man, one of the, the men that he uh, was astounded by his faith was a centurion. You know, he was the one to help us introduce us about authority and how to submit ourselves to authority to be use authority as he spoke to Jesus Christ. I told him you know, it wasn't worthy for him to come into his house. He would just simply speak the word. Amen. And so So we, we get an idea amen, of a centurion. A centurion was one that was over most of the time in the, in the beginning. If you do a little study on that, you're going to see it was over about 600 men. But as time went on and possibly even by this time, they're telling us uh, that he could easily have been over a thousand of either several thousand. Amen. By this time. So, so we're talking about a man that was Holding a high position, even in the military ranks, uh, and so we, we get a little idea who who this Cornelius is. Also, I want you to understand something. He was not. He was what? He was not. Well, what? Well, notice what the scripture say. So you'll think a devout man. Amen. He was a devout man. He was a godly man. Amen. Now he didn't have the Holy Ghost yet, but he was a godly man. He he, he feared God, and so he he practiced. He put it into action. Amen. In fact, he feared God and believed in God so much that the Bible said he prayed and gave alms. Amen. And he gave it unto the poor. He he didn't just pick who he gave it to. Amen. I'm sure he gave to people that was never going to bless him. That possibly some didn't even even really appreciate it. But he just understood about God. He had an insight about God himself. Amen. Because he understood that God was the same way. Amen. He ran on the just and the unjust. Amen. God was always going to be good and fair to all as much as he could in blessing and things of this nature. And so Sometimes we got to take on that same attributes and that same likeness. Amen. That's the reason we give to some people when they don't meet our criteria. Amen. We still want to give to them and bless them. Why? We're trying to show them the love of God. We're trying to show them the love of Jesus, that Jesus loves them, that God loves them. And this is how you take on actions to do that. So here he is without the Holy Ghost. He's not a proselyte, amen, of the Jews either. And this is what causes the problem. This is where the uh oh comes in. This is where the debate and the argument and the fussing starts. Amen. Because he was not a follower of the Jews. It tells us. One that feared God with all of his would gave much on to the people and prayed unto God always. Man, he was doing some things that he prayed to God always. Sound like pretty often, doesn't it? That he became a memorial before God. Now watch this. Peter hadn't heard of him. James hadn't heard of him. Apparently none of the disciples of Jesus had come encounter with him. Apparently they weren't making their way there quick enough. (laughs) And so God steps in. And so we're going to see where God steps in and sends an angel to him. Because, now, when did the angel visit him? Anybody that's interested in want a visitation for the angel, uh, you, st- you stay in prayer. Get in prayer. Stay in prayer. Get, get in prayer two and three and four hours a day. Your chances are going to get higher. Y'all look at me like... Well, the angel visited him. a man. Because what? He saw... A vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, "Cornelius." And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, "What is it, Lord?" Notice he recognized him, he gives honor, respect unto him. And he saith unto him, "Thy prayers and thy alms are become as a memorial before God." And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose name is Peter. And so he, he lodges tell them where he lodges, and so he sends them down. He picks three. Now notice, they weren't just anybody either. One of them was a military man, and those that, that served him daily. One also, ones that he could trust with the vision that he had. Because he informed them what had took place. And you know what? They didn't look at their master as though he was odd or strange. Or maybe, you know, I mean, they didn't go out the door and say, you know what, I told you he was slipping, it's about time for some of that medication. He started hallucinating. He's, he's starting to see things that doesn't. Hearing voices. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> ah! No, they trusted him. They don't seem too much. They don't too much unfolding, but that's not all. Cornelius could trust them with it. Hmm. And, and so he sends them on the way. And so as they make their way there, that same. The next day, as they're getting up to go, guess what? God's working on the other side now. Working on the uh, apostle Peter, man, and, and, and going to deal with him and help him to, to be able to respond. You know, some people have the idea. Now, they only have this idea when they're judging others. Well, they said they got the Holy Ghost. They ought to be doing everything perfect. They ought to do this and done, 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 that. And but I found out a lot of times when it falls back on us, we start crying out, well, I'm just flesh. I'm just an earthy vessel. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Well, that's the same way with tolerance and showing compassion and mercy with others when it's on the other foot, especially when it's people we don't like. And our, our, our chemistry is not the same. Well, I'm going to preach to us. I'm, I'm going to hold nothing back, man. I'm going to just tell you right where we're at, where we're living. Amen. But we're the church. We're Holy Ghost filled. We're representing a kingdom that's above all other kingdoms. I don't care where that kingdom is. Whatever name you want to attach that kingdom to. And so, because this is what this is about. It's dealing with cultures. Traditions. One way to see, and God help us, God help us. I, I'm, I'm trying to plant a few seeds. I'm trying to do a little watering. I'm trying to, you know, we had, we had Brother Cornelius Williams here and we invited some folks, and a couple came. And, and, and folks, I invited their spiritual leaders. I didn't invite just all of them, and them was welcome too. You know, I brought a couple come in and called on me. Man, we brought them here and married them, and they so told me they was coming. They didn't, but, you know, I don't give up. And then come back in, and I'm going to say, hey, y'all told me you was going to come. Well, yeah, we ain't seen you. I am are ugly. You know, I praying. God to help us with that. That's what you got to do. Man, but uh, that's what this thing's about. Because um, if we really believe that God's calling whosoever will, that makes us a multicolor. And that's a bigger stump than a lot of people realize even right here. Because the first thing that starts popping up in our mind, well, what we're going to do about this and what we're going to do about that. And I know some believe it's so point that mixed marriages are going to hell. But you can't find that. Well, I didn't fool around with that one, didn't I? I cut the tree down, pulled the stuff up. No, I didn't even have a chance to catch your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me ask you something. Let's go back. Let's ask ourselves with real honesty. I need some response. But do I really believe that whosoever will, it doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter what kind of lifestyle they're living at this present time, doesn't matter about their gender, doesn't matter about their color, it doesn't matter, amen, how good or how bad they've been? They have a right to hear the gospel. And experience the love of God and have an opportunity to be saved. That's, that's, that's the key, because watch this, because Peter, now he had done preached that whosoever will, I mean, he done preach to their children, to as many as far off, as many as our Lord God shall draw. But watch this. I I had this little conversation here a while back. And and somebody asked me, said, why in the world can they do that? How are they? Because they've been indoctrinated since they was that size. They has been put in them and driven in them and nailed in them. And they are persuaded. That's one of the biggest problems with the world the time that we're living right now. Watch this. We got religious leaders, but not too many spiritual leaders. I'm just going to tell us like it is. That's where we're at. we got a lot of religious folks out there and ideas, and they're using this. But religion religion's man-made. Experience, Pentecost is an experience. It's God-made, and there's no substitute. That's the reason it, it works together. You watch this works again so there there were some requirements that was going to have to happen but only God could do it so now as he, he works on he's got Cornelius and he's got to, these three that's coming and we want to make their way to somebody they don't know who he is they don't have a clue who he is and we, we know it's going to be the next day for the show up and as they make this about a 30 mile journey amen to this place and And, and you know, God, the angel don't give Cornelius the address. He just gives him a general location and a a place, a city. Now, they got to search it out. They got to knock and start asking, hey, have you heard of Simon Peter? How many likes to stop and ask directions? (laughs) My wife used to get on me all the time. Why don't you just stop and ask somebody? I said, oh, we'll find it. Just keep on trying. (laughs) God's going to help us out here. Praise God. We're going to find it. Man, thank, thank goodness for the GPS. Man, you don't have to get out and ask nobody. Hallelujah. Hey, there's a lot of times i stop and ask, and they don't even know. So anyway, but, praise God. Amen. But we're talking about being saved. We're all lost and undone. Come on. With us, with us. And so we all, we got to ask. Amen. we we got to see. we got to find. And so here, they, they're sent, and they're knocking, and they're asking, no doubt, and for Simon Peter, because even when they arrive, as this goes on, you're going to see. Amen. When they got, they question, ask, is there not one Simon Peter, John, I mean, Peter in the house. But before that happens, again, Peter It's about noon, and he's hungry, and he's waiting on them. Microwaves had not been invented yet, so he's waiting on them to get lunch ready. (laughs) And in that time of waiting on lunch to get ready, amen, the Bible, he goes into a trance, and and God, God sends down a sheet, and it's caught, amen, knit, the Bible says, on four corners. And you know what? We'd probably be surprised at the size of that sheet. It was probably the size of this building here that Peter saw coming down because there was wild beast and four-footed beast and creeping things and the fowls of the air, a man that was in in that sheet and sat down before Peter. And a voice rung out unto Peter. He instructed him to kill and to eat. Peter said, now watch this, not so, Lord, he recognized the voice. He knew that voice. You know, if he hadn't recognized that voice, he'd have jumped up said, in the name of Jesus, devil, you get out of here. And I was saying the importance why you better know his voice. Because there's going to come some times you can very easily shove it over and say it was the devil. Woo, help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I, I said this a while back. I, I honestly believe we give the devil a lot too much credit, we almost make him God. Man, he's omnipresence. He's everywhere all the time and doing this and doing that. He's got to be. How many of y'all got tempted this week with the devil? And I can ask every other church and everybody raise their hands too. (laughs) I'll leave that alone before I get in trouble here. (laughs) I'm not trying to downplay him, but on the other hand, he's not near. The Bible says he's not. The Bible says in judgment, they're going to look narrowly look upon him and say, he was the one that deceived nations. And so as we watch this, let me just let me get back to thirteenth verse. And there was a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Okay. I've never I've never participated in it, I've never took that. And by the law, he was right. But now, now God's trying to work with him, trying to get him to understand the law had been fulfilled. Now watch his response. And the voice spake it to him again, the second time, what God hath cleansed, that call thou not common. So now Peter, and the Bible goes and said it three times. You not know just once, three times this had to happen. And finally, Peter is still not persuaded. He's not sure. He's not, you know, you hear sometimes people say, Well, it's a voice of God and the will of God. You'll have it with, with clear understanding and you'll have all this other. They won't. Be. Well, you better talk to Peter because he didn't. He still doubted. He, he was he's pondering this in his mind. How's this going to work out? What, what's what he said? And while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, Behold, the men which were sent for Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Huh. They had to the gate now, and all this is unfolding. Boy, it's amazing how God can work, just get all this stuff just working. And so they had to the gate to the house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which so Peter, would lodge there. And when Peter thought on the vision, watched the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. God. Jesus had spoke to him out of this voice and talked to him but now the Holy Ghost the spirit in him that conscience that huh, said to him behold three men seek thee arise therefore and get thee down and go with them doubting nothing. Peter still didn't quite understand what was going to unfold. Peter still didn't know how all this is going to play out. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to obey the Holy Ghost. He's going to obey the voice of God. He's going to obey that spirit in him. I'm going to follow through. So he invites them in for the night. And they go out the next morning. Now it could be, I don't know when, I don't tell us. But we know that some joins with Peter. He didn't go by himself. He said, man, I'm getting me some witnesses. I'm going to wade off into something like this, buddy. I'm going to get somebody going with me. And rightly so, if you watch often, even with Jesus Christ, he never sent them out by one, sent them out by pairs. And the scripture talks about two witnesses. Hey, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing for us to start trying to solo. I don't need a preacher. I don't need a church. I, I, you better watch that. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't Bible. That ain't Bible. It's shaking grounds. That's, that's sinking sand. That's huh. solo. That's true with working in in the spirit, and working in the gifts of the spirit, and and, and trying to, to even to. That's really set up a five-fold ministry and uh, to edify, and to build. Up more. But 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 hear me out there. Don't don't position that five-fold ministry into a place that they're God. Come on, they, they're earthen vessels and they got, they got just like Peter here, right here. And so, as they headed out. So they made their way there. They arrived and, and he said unto them, notice the first things Peter say unto them. And he said unto them, Eat know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come unto one of another nation. I'm not supposed to come in fellowship with y'all. I'm not supposed to come in to eat with you. What did the lady tell Jesus at the well? Blow her mind that he, even, that he even spoke to her. So Jesus, God, is already trying to tear down a petition, a wall. Of division, of separation. This race business is of the of the trick of the enemy. Oh, howdy! Here we go. Can I step into it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna step into it. We'll see. We'll see what the outcome's gonna be here. But really, when, when you get down to it, cultures. Did you know we can allow some of our own cultures that's so ingrained in us, just like Peter struggled here, we can allow cultures within us stop revival? Because we think they ought to have their own place. I I can... We, need, we think they need to stay with their own kind. What kind is humanity? What kind is earthen vessels? I'm not, I'm not pulling this tree up, am I? I'm bumping against it, though. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, don't pull your guns out. <laughs> but you got to face it, and I got to face it. And I know, even as a nation, we've kind of, and, and in some areas, they've, they've but, but, but watch this. Here's what you and I've got to watch. We've got to watch that with our own kids. We've got to watch that with favorites in the community. We've got to watch that with whoever. All of a sudden, when it's mine, let's don't put quite as much requirement or quite as much pressure. But you watch this. Even Peter, when he showed up and he told him, he said, it's an unlawful thing for me to come and have fellowship with y'all. But God done spoke to me. He's done it for me not to call anything common or unclean that God's cleansed, that God's purified, that God's justified. Hmm. And so, after that was addressed, you read the whole chapter in time, I won't allow us, and, but you're going to see, watch this. Watch Cornelius' response to Peter. When Peter shows up, what does Cornelius do? He falls at his feet. Peter has to inform him hey, come on, Cornelius, you get up. I'm just a man, just like, I'm just a man, just like you. Whoa. <laughs> So, he begins to preach to them. What happens immediately? What shows up? The Holy Ghost. Just like it did on the day of Pentecost. Now, this became a, a major debate, an argument. Watch this. This is in the 10th chapter of Acts. Five chapters later. First conference meeting. Because we got some Judaizers. <laughs> Judeans that still believe that you got to come through us and through Moses before you can get to Jesus. But yet, Cornelius, amen, done had a fellowship and a companionship to a certain degree with God. Amen. And he wasn't, he didn't come through them. He wasn't, he wasn't circumcised. Man, it caused such a heated debate and argument that Paul and Silas with those that came to them that they said you know what we got to go to Jerusalem and we got to get James the bishop and we got to get Peter involved we got to get the elders involved because this right here is a pivot point amen for the New Testament church and if we don't get this thing solved amen you know what's going to happen we're going to lose this New Testament church because they're going to demand for us to come through Moses' law and everybody's got to be circumcised by the flesh amen but the second circumcision of the heart it's a cutting away of the flesh but it's a heart not of the nature so if he's a man just like me and God amen and he takes on the word of God and if he takes on baptism and he receives the Holy Ghost, he's no different than I am he just became a part of the family of the kingdom of God and he's got all the benefits and rights just like I do regardless of the color of his skin So, what happens when they go to the council meeting? Hey, it's powerful. Go back and read I told you it's long. It's lengthy. This is a powerful lesson. When they get there, because if you read all of what happened there, when the Holy Ghost fell on them. Now, watch this. There is a process that must be fulfilled. As righteous as Cornelius was, Onsgiving giving and praying that an angel would visit him. He was lost and undone under this dispensation and time. Wow, that's a powerful statement. Because see, now watch this. Go to Acts 15 chapter, the first verse. When they came from Judah, they told him, said, You can't be saved unless you're circumcised. That's what he told them. You've got to come our way you got to get the approval of the Jews and you've got to come through Moses. Guess what? Jesus Christ fulfilled that law. He didn't destroy it. He fulfilled. And what he fulfilled now, that veil that was rent from top bottom, the whosoever the body, now an opportunity for the Gentiles. Watch this. As you go through that 15th chapter and you listen to all the debates and the things that goes on, Peter's one of the first ones, and he explains and tells them what happened. He's come to the point, he said, can I withstand God? I couldn't stop the witnessing power of the Holy Ghost. That's one thing that's really got me so whatever. We got to get back to the genuine witnessing power of the Holy Ghost. Because without it, we're lost none done. I don't care what name you claim to be, I don't care what follower of believers you claim to be, I don't care what where you come from. There's 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 some requirement even Cornelius had to match up to. And that was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then Peter said, he commanded him. He didn't say anything, give him an option. He said, Oh, wait, y'all got the Holy Ghost. Ain't no need to worry about being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That what happened? Peter said, You must be a man. Commanded them to be baptized in the name in a watery grave. That's the foundation. Nobody can get around that. But once whosoever comes, regardless of who they are and where they come from and their gender, once they have followed that requirement, they're accepted by God. they're welcomed in, they're part of the kingdom, regardless of what we think of them. It's beautiful, it's a beautiful dealing with cultures. And we see, we get a little idea of it, how that we can now. Some of our own man-made cultures hinder a kingdom of God, the work of God. Here's, here's the thing. We sung the song right off the bat. What are we leaning on? Where are we putting our trust? Where's our confidence? What's leading us? What's guiding us? Thank God for the Holy Ghost, folks. Holy Ghost is not going to mislead us. Holy Ghost, if we'll just let the Holy Ghost work, God will work who will let. I mentioned this a while back. It's been a while. The Holy Ghost will flow with least resistance. You know, the gifts. I and mean, the spirit of prophecy. Hey, the prophet can shut her down if he wants to. Praying for the sick and watching them. Hey, the man can shut her down. He can laugh. And don't think the enemy's not working to try. He will. If, he'll, if he can perform that for miracles, he'll perform the same thing for people who see the Holy Ghost. The power of God. So, it's, it's, a, it's a... So, what's... What do we got to do from that point? And... And I'm passing a lot of stuff, but watch this. Then, Then when you start, what's our ministry about now? Once we've been brought to God, our witnessing is to do what now? Is to bring others to who? It's about reconciling. Because we have been reconciled. It's reason God, a man had Jesus Christ, came to reconcile the world unto himself. And now through Jesus Christ, whosoever will can come and be reconciled to God. And what's what you and I have been reconciled. We take on the spirit or the ministry of reconciliation. That's the reason it's more important to walk in the spirit and the kingdom of God than anything else in this world. This trumps it. So that's the reason Paul in Ephesians. Wherefore, remember that he being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcised by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time he were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants, a man of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world we was at God no hope we didn't have no access amen to want to Jesus Christ but now in Christ Jesus He, ye, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by what the blood of Christ and he is our peace who hath made both one what she's talking about Gentiles and Jews amen had broken down what the middle wall a partition between us God's always been trying to tear down walls a partition that would hinder his will and hinder his kingdom and hinder him saving humanity and saving souls so you and I always got to make sure that we have a check in our spirit and a check in our heart and a check in our minds to make sure, amen, when we start to they don't want to witness to somebody or walk in the Holy Ghost or where the Holy Ghost may beckon or call us to go. Amen. That's the reason Peter, amen, even though he doubt and struggle with the Spirit said doubt not. Amen. Doubt not. There's three men at the gate right now. You just walk in the Spirit. Trust me. Trust God and let God take care of it. It's what you and I got to do. Don't worry about your children. Don't worry about all that mess. Just let God take care of it. It's his business. He's going to redeem them. He's going to save them. And if they get the Holy Ghost, they're going to do right. If they don't, the pastor and the leadership got it right. Amen. to them and say, that's not going to happen. On, on. We don't like that part. <laughs> we live in a world today that's religious. And the religious world wants to rule the church. And the religious world wants the church to operate like the religious world. And they want you to accept whoever. Doesn't matter if it change their lifestyles or not. They want you to put them in Sunday school rooms. They want you to put them on platforms. But they hadn't met the requirement. There's a requirement they got to meet. And it doesn't matter who they are and where they come from. If they're going to be saved. If they're going to call themselves a Christian. If they're going to call them followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Then you got to follow the commandments of the word of God. And that's the reason Peter and Peter long. Nobody else could take the place because Peter had the keys. Nobody else could take it to the Jews on the day of Pentecost. The eleven stood waiting. But Peter had the message. That's the reason, amen, when you get to the 8th chapter and the Samaritans, the high priest if you please, it was Peter that had to go down. Amen, Philip, amen, it caused a revival. And there's a revival, miracles and wonders and signs of men and women being baptized in water. But the Holy Ghost had not come. Amen, but when Peter showed up and lay hands on them. Amen, because Peter had the keys. It was Peter's going to cover all of humanity. Amen, it didn't matter the Jews, the Samaritans and the Gentiles, and the 10th chapter, sweethearts. This is the way, but you and I don't have a right man by any means whatsoever regardless of the tradition or the culture to stop the working of the kingdom of God let's let it work let's just let the kingdom work we may not understand all of it but just just let it work let's obey it Amen. I'd rather have a house full oh there'd be some it may not but that's, that's better than having three and four Oh well. <laughs> Why is all that so important? Okay, watch this. You can stand. i I'm, I'm. Now remember, Paul's writing to the Ephesians. He's writing to the church. He's writing to us. Unity. Walking together. You know, how can two walk together except they agree? So we had to find our agreement into what the kingdom of God, to the word of God, to see the operation of it, the power of it, the demonstration of it. We got to be obedient to it. We got to submit ourselves. We, we realize that we can't save ourselves. If that had been the case, have, the law would have been sufficient. The law was a schoolmaster. That brought us to Christ, but because of weakness of flesh. And that's an area where a lot of people in the world, they look at us and say, you, you got to understand, this is not us. There's a kingdom inside of us that's helping us, it's leading us. It's, first of all, it's give us revelation. It's opened our eyes to what's pleasing to God. And then second is his kingdom that takes up a bold in us that we're following. So it's not by our strength or our powers or our ability man it's god that puts that will and desire and affections in us to to live this way and to present his peace and joy and contentment folks if we really just take a good look at this nation from 50 years ago we can see why it was so important 50 and 60 years ago when this gospel was coming if everybody would have kept to the same plan the same foundation Every, every, every follower, everybody that claimed to be followers of Christ, according to that book, amen, there would have been a resemblance, there would have been a likeness, amen. Why? Because there's one Father. Now watch this. When you go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, go on in that, that particular letter. Time will allow us to do all that. I'd love to, but I came. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation. That's a call that he had been called into. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Forbearing one another, carrying, lifting, going together, what? Out of love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit, which is capitalized, which happens to be the Holy Ghost, which happens to be the Spirit of God, not mine. Not the way I want it. Not color I want it. Not type of chairs I want. (laughs) Boy, it's awful quiet. It's, It's too quiet. It's really too quiet. I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's really too quiet. Everybody here will be saying, you're right, preacher, that's in the book. We ought to endeavor to keep the unity of the Holy Ghost above everything else. And I'm willing, here's the deal, I'm willing to pay the price whatever it is to keep the unity of the Spirit and the kingdom of God and the power of God in this house, I'm willing to pay the price, whatever it is. I'm willing to lay it down. I'm willing to say, hey, it's no big deal. I'm willing to join in to whatever we decide 100%. I'm not going to be one of them because it wasn't my idea. I'm going to sit over here with my arms and fold it up and say, I hope it flies. I tell you, you're not in the kingdom of God. Amen. Don't think those things don't affect. They do. I'm telling you, they... They do. That's how the devil works, folks. He works through our carnality. He's got to have vessels just like everybody else. That's the reason we're taught about gossiping. Tail barriers. Seven things that God hates a proud look. Tail barriers. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. That's us. That's the church. One body. One spirit. Even as you are called into one hope of your calling. Remember what I read just a few? We didn't have a hope of a calling until Jesus Christ came. Who tore down that partition, that wall between the Jews and the Gentiles now. Who came to rent that? That whosoever will could come now. You don't have to come through Moses and through the law. No, I fulfill that. You don't have to have a high priest. I am the high priest. You don't have to have a lamb. I am the lamb. But what you've got to do is repent. That tabernacle plan that's laid out. Of repentance of what? Of sin, of unrighteousness, ungodliness. It's dying. It's dying. In obedience through baptism of water. It's in the tabernacle plan. And the unfilling of the Holy Ghost. The measure of the spirit. John's writings to us has told us it will comfort us. It will guide us into all truth. Unity of the spirit. The kingdom of God. One God, Father of all, who is above all, through all, in you all. But to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Watch this. Every one of us was held captive by sin, a fallen nature. Soon as you was born to the natural end of this world, there was a mandate that you have to be born again. There's no option around that. You've got to be. And take you all the way back to Jacob and Esau, and prove that all the way through the Scriptures. You've got to be born again of the water, the water and spirit. You've got your spirit, I've got my spirit, but then there's God's spirit. And it's God's spirit that will always pull us together. It's God's love and God's kingdom and God's purpose. Did you hear what Paul called himself when he started out in this letter? In that particular chapter. He called himself a prisoner of Christ. It's pretty powerful when you think about it. Now he gets down here in the captive. Or taken captive. Now, what's got our minds? What's what's captivated us? What's got us? I mean, loves to be saturated with the Holy Ghost. Man, there's nothing like it. Prayer times, whatever services, the power of God. It's 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 awesome. Did you know that's what the world's really looking for? Trying all these different elements, trying to find that place. Because God designed every one of us a voidness in us that only he can feel with his spirit, with his promise. It's a promise. It's a promise. I'm done. I know my time's up. I'll tell you what us do. Why don't you come just join me up here? God's been good to us. God's been good to this church. And uh, I believe it's the heartbeat of this church. We want to impact our community. We want to help people. We want to, you know, not only our community, but across our lands, it's in trouble. There is sickness and uh, spiritual warfares and things of that nature that are going on. I'm telling you what, if anything a community ought to wake up about is Hey, we need a strong church. You know, all type of businesses are coming and things, and I'm not against none of that by no means. But I'm going to tell you something. None of those businesses can do what the church can do. got to have a strong church above every, beyond everything else. You can watch, you watch, go back and study the history of this country. You'll see some of the first things that were established and grounded was a church. And whatever fullness, whatever it was, man, they knew. You can go out west, and, and even though it's a lot, you know, anyway, I, just... So we want to be the church that God wants us to be. Not what we want it to be, not what we thought it ought to be, and but we want to get in this and let this get in us. Man, the visitation. And if he had to now watch this. If he had to move on Peter to get him to a place that he would accept, don't don't think we're exempt. Because we're not. God's going to have to help us. God's going to help us, have to help us here among ourselves to start with. Well, that's okay. God's got to help us. That's such a love and, 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 and a unity to work for the kingdom of God. You know why? Because when they walk in this place and they can feel that love and that power, they'll know, I've just got to the place that I can find the deliverance I've been looking for. Because I'm telling you something. There's some folks in this, in this world. They're bound. And only God's going to deliver them. But you know what? God's, God just can't deliver them. And set them off out here nowhere. And them survive. He's got a place he's got to put them. He's got a, a mother that he's got to put them in the arms of. There's got to be a mother that he can put them in the heart. And in the spirit of them. That will love them and care until they can get balanced and get on their feet. (laughs) Oakley, get down here and run us a lap or two. Girl, you've been here six months. Come on. We do that spiritually. Now, there's some been around a long time. (laughs) You want somebody to hold you? You want somebody to put a pacifier in your mouth? You want to say why ain't you done <laughs> but I you know what? I'm not interested in a pacifier, I'm not interested in a bottle. I love milk, but I like it in a big old glass. I want it ice cold. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love a steak, but I don't want you to slap me with it. I don't want you to stand back and say, Here, get it. <laughs> Same way in the spiritual realm. And that's what God wants. He wants us to unify, He wants us to join together. Let me ask you something. Do you think there's anything in this house too big for God? Do you think there's any disagreement or past hurts and failures and things too big that God can't fix it? Okay, so now it's hinged on who? Become a willing vessel. But not my will. I want to become a willing vessel to my father's will Gethsemane could it be could it be that we bypass that I'm telling you there's way too many I'm going to say this there's way too many one God Pentecostal churches don't even have prayer time before service anymore we're just going to come up here we're going to put the lights on we're going to hype up the music we're going to get a but I'm telling you the stage is being set With our world and the condition of our world. There's just going to have to be a church, man. They can reach up, pull down them strongholds and spiritual wickedness in high places, and rulers of darkness, and pull them down out of people's lives, because you can't take this emotion home with you and go out on a Monday morning and walk by the crack houses and walk by the prostitution places. Come on, I've been. I'm out. You can't walk by. That's the reason you can't get your hands off of that knob of that country and rock music, and that's the reason you can't keep that bitterness and envy and strive and jealousy. Say under submission, but but I'm telling you, God's working, folks. God's working in a very beautiful and powerful way. He's gonna have a church, folks. He's gonna have a church. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> I don't want to call in a bunch of I want to call in all the folks out here, but I don't want to come and take my place. And you know what? If some comes and they come and sit up here, you know, now if they whatever, it'll be different. But you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna get mad if they take my chair. <laughs> Praise God. You know, if they get my parking place, I'll park in the grass. If I have to, I'll park on the back side of that cemetery back there. And I beat everybody here. But that'll keep me from offending one of them before they ever get in here. Cause once if they get offended out there about something, I'm telling you, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to touch them. It's hard to minister to them. It's hard. You know why some of you can't be ministered to because of the offense? Offenses in life, and even, even with me, probably sometimes. Especially I'm preaching like this. I'm not act to offend nobody. I'm not I make nobody bad. Come on, Pete, Pete. Paul talks about that. So that cigarette, Corinth. Hey, it made him sad, and he had to make them so mad. But he, was glad he made them mad. Because why? Because it, it, caused it caused them to examine themselves and realize where they were at. The conditions of a heart or spirit. Why? We sang it this morning. That everlasting arm. How many of you believe in an eternity? How many of you believe there's a destination that we're going to wind up and there's one or two places, and there's no purgatory, there's none of this other. There's either a heaven or a hell. And so when we start pulling all this in perspective, you know what? All this is not so bad after all. It's not so hard after all. I want to do it, God. I, Paul went as far as telling the church to lay aside every weight. That means there's some weights. It's not necessarily sin, and maybe not won't even send you to hell. But I'll tell you what it can do it can stop revival. Slow down progress and forward. <laughs> so that's the reason God sent an angel. And a, and a vision. Because he didn't want his progress to stop that forward moving of the power to save humanity. And even when he was brought back to Jerusalem. And James, watch this. James sobbed the issue after listening to Peter. Listen to what James told him. I won't go there, but listen. And he's prophesied. He goes back to the time of David's prophecy and he says, talks about how that out of the Gentiles, God's going to call a people that loves his name. And for his name's sake, there's going to be a revival. Amen. And so that was the beginning of that process. All of a sudden, scripture rose up in their hearts and minds and spirit Old Testament. What's happening here? What's unfolding? I see it now. I see it. And to the time of Jacob's troubles. Oh, it's going to be a Gentile church and they're going to come in by the hundreds and thousands over this period of time that we don't even know how long it's going to last. But this is a part of what we're a part of. And so we don't want to let cultures, preconceived ideas, even traditions that are not scripturally. It's not pleasing to God. I'm not talking about pulling the stops out in just any way. That's what something's done and that's not Right? You can't pull the stops out of the ship and expect it to, not to sink. You can't take the pitch out and expect it not to leak. That pitch is on the outside and the inside, just as important on the inside it is on the outside. If it's going to float, if it's going to survive. And that's, that's what this is all about. That's what the Holy Ghost. Spirit of God, that's what it does for us through the word. <laughs> Letter killeth. Spirit gives light, revelation. Insight, understanding. And that's what we're praying for. You know why? Because we want to be that church. A man is sitting on a hill. I'm not interested in being that church sitting up in a cave somewhere. I'm not interested in that church is afraid to step out to witness and testify to people and say, hey, I know somebody can help you. <laughs> I know somebody can turn your situation around. But I don't want to be that witnessing it. All I'm going to do is do my best to get into church, but I don't ever put no commitment into it. I don't never bring any wood to put on the fire. I, I'm, I'm trying to quit here. I don't ever put nothing on the table, so when they get here, there'll be something on the table for them. I don't be that one, amen, that, I, you know, I, I, all the time I'm excited about living with Jesus on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, but Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I mean, I'm just going to stay at the house, and I'm going to do what I want to do. And soul winning. Soul winning. Soul winning. It's all about it. It really is. It's about soul winning. So we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to help us. With the unity that He desires us. I'm praying His will, not mine, not your pastors. I want God's will. For the unity that He desires in this body of believers. We're going to have to work at it. And guess what? You're going to have to work at it every day. You're going to have to work on it. How many keeps unity in your family? I mean, he's got just perfect energy. Man, you'll never have a fuss. You'll never have a, you know. If that be the case, you're probably the only one that says anything, and you're the only one that does anything. You're the high priest. You're the God. You're the lamb. You're the the house. (laughs) So, So don't expect that. But you know why? Have enough love for souls and God that, you know, we can work through it. They worked through it. They called to meet, and they worked through it. And then they sent individuals back with letters and some behind them you know, telling the Gentiles what they could or couldn't do. And they'd instruct them just like they did the Jews. That's where we get to the part where you can't eat blood. All you state people like to eat the blood. It's not in there. He said, don't eat the blood. Hmm? That's another one. We don't ever hear this one. Anything that's strangled. Fornication. Don't tell me that one's not running our country and running our families, running our so-called churches. But without the Holy Ghost, without unity, these things come in and destroy us. So now we got to get together. We got to get one another's back, and we got to love one another, care for one another, have compassion. And have some tolerance toward one another. <laughs> Praise God. You know, we're not going to take Oakley because she didn't get up and run that route this morning. We're not going to take and body slammer. You may feel like it. <laughs> but what about the 30-year-olds? I'm trying to quit. Let's pray. Lord we love you. Appreciate you this morning, so thankful. You're so kind and gentle and long-suffering with us. And Lord, we love you and appreciate you. That's the reason we're here. We want your heart beat. We want your will. We want your anointing and power of your presence, God, to, to take up a bold in our hearts, our minds, our spirits. We want to have the mind of Christ. We want to walk in the Holy Ghost. We want to walk in the love of Christ. We want to be the soldiers, God, the witnesses, the witnesses that you'd have us to be in our community with our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors, even toward our enemies, God. We want to handle every circumstance, every situation, God, in the power of your spirit and the power of the word of God. I want to see every vessel in this house full of the Holy Ghost. I want to see every vessel in this house walk in the beauty of your holiness and righteousness within and without. You help us God even as a pastor, as a spiritual leader here in this local assembly God, to walk in the powers of your promise, to walk in the powers of your call, walk in the powers of your compassion and grace and mercy. And God as you direct us and lead us, we want to see revival. We want to see people born again. You know who desires to be delivered. You know who desires to be saved, God. We ask you to lead us and guide us to be witnesses and testimonies to each one of them. Praying for one another. Lifting up one another. Bring thy will in every heart and soul and life in this house today. I worship you. I magnify you. I exalt you as the Lord of my life and the bishop of my soul. You're our way maker and keeper. Our confidence is in you. Our faith is in you. You are the author and finisher of our lives. And we're going to give you all the glory and praise and honor for it today in Jesus' name. Let put our hands together. Thank you Jesus, Thank you Jesus. Lord bless you this morning, appreciate you. God bless you. love you. See you tonight, 5:30 prayer time. God bless you.